Hey, Danny. Welcome to another episode of Prep Yourself. Yay! We're going to get crazy today. I know. Like, this episode is probably, like, when we talk about how it can be boring to talk about prepping, like, not this episode. Nope. Because we're going to be talking about insurance. (laughs) What? Insurance, baby. <laughs> people are always like, I wish that people would start more conversations about insurance. Like, what if that's your, like, pickup line at the bar? Hey, girl, you got insurance? Hey, we're in an earthquake-prone zone. You have protection <laughs> and not in the sense you might think I'm talking about. I'm thinking about your future, girl. <laughs> and mine. Us together. Let's get that insurance. <laughs> I think that if you delivered that pickup line, I'd be in. I'd be like, I, I don't, I don't know you. I don't like. Let's do With this. this face and this outfit. <laughs> yes. Also, Lex, I showed up tonight. I did not get the memo that it was the night for Styly PJs, but I walked in and both her and her kid were in Styly PJs. It is a leopard print, like velour. I'm, it looks gonna, very soft. I'm going to go with. Snow leopard print. It is snow leopard. You're right. You're right. It's quite soft. Yeah, it looks it's soft. Top and bottom matching. Yep. And I'm. It's a V neck. I'm insanely jealous because I'm wearing pants like Ew. a dum dum. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> These jammies also have tassels on the pants to tie them. My mom got them for Christmas and said, I will never wear these. I said, give them to me now. I'll wear them all the time. <laughs> and tonight when you're like, oh, for the podcast tonight, we're talking about insurance. I f- I'm going to feel sexy. I'm going to get bow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> I'm going to get coverage so all up in here. <laughs> get coverage all up in here. <laughs> Cleaverage. Okay. Let's talk, about, let's talk about a few things before we jump in. I mean, we gotta we All gotta right. have some foreplay to this Aren't we insurance. <laughs> we are. We're really we're in it deep. Um, I want to know about um your dream about nuclear attack. Yes. Uh, this was the night after uh we had everyone over for Allie's going away, or it was the night of. Allie's going away party, and the, our neighbors, uh, Pietro and Jenny and their girls were over, and we were talking about uh, prepping. I don't know how we got on the subject, per usual. <laughs> per usual. <laughs> hey, Danny and I are in the we, same we, room. Somehow we start talking about prepping. <laughs> you're probably like, really hey, weird. so what do you got over there for supplies? <laughs> What exactly. kind of supplies you got? <laughs> also, his kids are like super badass. They are mm-hmm. like karate experts. Mm-hmm. Like we need to enlist them to be our bodyguards. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to learn how to shoot a gun. Yeah, we have weapons licensed to kill right <laughs> next door. They're like ten and twelve or something. Uh, yeah, I think twelve. Yeah, and one mm. of them like wrote a book on spring break or something crazy. Yeah, I'm like, I can't even talk to you. I got a soccer star. Yeah, everything, everything, everything. So we talk about prepping and dad's like what are you talking about and i'm like ah, i've 
told you, I have a podcast. We record right next to you. Your band is constantly interrupting. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lie. Only one time. I'm like, finally, you brought it up. (laughs) Yeah, it was only one time. (laughs) It was one time. Um, But then you handed out the cards. Our business business cards. (laughs) Our business cards are legit. I'm I'm using air quotes. (laughs) Because we're not a business. The cards are great, but... But also, we don't have a business. Full-on cards, not so business. And our contact... Quotes around business. Our contact number is just our Facebook. <laughs> I mean, our website, to be our fair. Our website, yeah. Come on. So you handed out these cards, and it was basically how to survive a nuclear attack. And somehow that stuck in my mind. And my dream that night was all of a sudden, we were experiencing a nuclear attack. And I was like... <gasps> This is my moment to shine. Oh my God. <laughs> but at the same time, everyone looked at me and was like, okay, this is your moment to shine. What do we do? And then I was like, oh, okay, uh, don't look at the blast. And so everyone turned and we, we didn't look at the blast. Nice I was like, work. okay, good. Nice work. Okay, what's next? And I was like, okay, don't look at the blast. Get shelter. Okay, everybody run. And so we ran to get shelter. But so, were you already in the house? You weren't in the house. No, Where we were, were like you? on top of a building. Oh, wow. You know, who knows why? Some building. Yeah. Don't look at the blast. Okay. Let's get inside. So we get inside. And then I was like, okay, um, we need to find better shelter. Okay. Let's do that. And so it was just like this progression of like steps that we needed learned. to take. Yes. Yes. So even subconsciously, I'm I'm learning <laughs> about things that I'm trying to teach people about. <laughs> I love it, though. I love that you were the hero of your dream. Oh, my God. My next nightmare was that I was at a work conference, and I brought Lily with me and kept losing her. Okay. Never take your baby to a work conference. Just don't do it. Don't do it. It's just, like, not a place for babies. Oh, my God. It was terrible. And I, like, had to... I got kicked out of my room for some reason, and then I got put in another room that was a communal hotel room, so there were, like, six queen beds in there. (laughs) What? What? Where are you? I don't know. I got a lot going on up here. (laughs) And also those pink nails. Aren't they so cute? They go really well with your pajama set. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really proud of your heroism and your dream that all then led into, like, I'm a terrible mother because yeah. I can't keep up with yeah. my baby dreams. Like, <laughs> yeah, I kept leaving her around this hotel at the conference, and then, like, I was on this roller coaster, and then a, a water ride, and my whole purse and my cell phone and all this important information fell in the water, and then... Again, I couldn't find my baby, and then I was at this old grocery store. Ride while you were looking for the baby. Yeah, it was like these moments of like (laughs) I'm having an amazing time. Oh no, I left her someplace. (laughs) It's crazy. Mom brain is for real. Yeah, I was in a dressing room the other day at REI. I'm trying on pants, and all of a sudden I go, "Holy shit!" And I scream this in this dressing room. Holy shit! Thinking that I left Lily just like in the shopping area, like in the clothes by the pants. I had gone across from the women's dressing room to the men's dressing room to bypass the line. And all of a sudden realized that I left her in the shopping, like in the clothes area. Did you actually do that? And so I run out with my pants undone, like barely on. And I'm like frantic. My eyes are quarters and like, oh my God. And then I get out there and everyone's looking at me and I go... I think Mike has her. 
No, Mike has her. Mike came and got her. Okay, you're fine. But then it was still like, okay, I'm 90% sure that's what happened. <laughs> and so I'm like running around trying to find the baby. And then I'm like, no, Mike has her. Mike has her. He came, I had her. She came, he came and got her. It was like the worst feeling in the world. Oh, and when I no. actually do that, because it will happen, it's going to be terrible. But here's the thing. My parents could have given a crap where I was when we were in most stores. And like, I'm, look at me now. I'm sitting across from you podcasting. Thank God. I grew up. Thank God. <laughs> People usually are like, hmm, that kid maybe shouldn't be by themselves. <laughs> like, I think that people pick up pretty quick on that. Like, even I notice when children are like, that's an age of a child that shouldn't be just like I just, wondering about in the pants. I had this vision of her in her stroller, like strapped in her stroller, just yeah. like Sitting not being there. able to move and crying and people being like, whose baby is this? Who abandoned their baby? Yeah. And that was real life. That was not a dream. (laughs) Yeah. I think I know what's leading to these dreams. Yeah. (laughs) Your real life. Donald Trump. Baby losing (laughs) antics. Did you get anything at REI? Uh, Other than losing your baby? Thank you for asking. Um, I got a Sam splint. And when I mean me, it was Mike who was like, hey, you should get this. It's pretty handy. And I was like, yeah, right, whatever. And I was like, you know what? These are pretty handy. So a Sam splint is a foam uh, outside, but a metal inside, and you can uh, shape it and you know put it into either a wrist guard. Um, so if you hurt your wrist on the trail or in a disaster or whatever, you can shape this into being like a splint and uh, tie it around your arm f- with a piece of cloth or ace bandage or like an elbow sprain or break or a ankle sprain or break break and then just have it be stable. So this is a 36 inch um 91.4 centimeter <laughs> Ooh. uh uh, Sam splint. So, and also because it is like the versatility. If you're in a real pinch and you need a neck stabilization, even if really all mm. it is doing is reminding the person to not move their neck, and um, other people don't touch great, this person. Yeah, yeah. So it has measurements along it, so you could theoretically, if you had a tape measure, like measure someone's arm and then form it and then put it on them, see if it fits, and then form it and then put it on, and see if it fits. You could just then- use that to measure because it has the measuring. You know what I mean? You could just lay it out beside them and be like, oh, their arm is... Um, yeah. But I think you could, like, take it and put it, like, from... But the... I mean, instead of having a tape measure. You know what I mean? You could be like... No, this... you would measure the arm. Yep. Like, and so if it was the elbow like this, I'm yep. bending my elbow. For sure. Measure from here to here. Yeah. And then you would put it against the Sam splint. And yeah. see how long do I need to make it, and this is where I need to fold it without. So if someone's arm is broken, don't touch it. Yeah, like you'll want. But I'm just saying you it. can use the same numbers on the Sam splint and just adjust because you probably don't have a tape measure with you in an emergency um, like drill. I'm sorry, situation. are you prepped or not, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> We're saying the same thing is just a little bit different. Uh, I think we need a mediator. <laughs> I don't want to fight about it. <laughs> Next time. We'll get a mediator. We'll come back to this topic with the Sam Splint situation. Anyway, Sam Splint. <laughs> but also, yeah, don't touch people. Uh, we also got a seven-gallon water jug. 
Nice. And Mike was like, do we really need this? Like, is this is this necessary? And I'm like, I'm sorry, do you want to live? <laughs> or do yes. you want to just be thirsty? Because I had recently also picked up another two and a half gallon bottle or jug of water. Yep. Um, but I was like, so we have four of those. So that's eight, tw- uh, 11 gallons of water that only gets us through a week. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. So yes, we need this. So also, you're it. gonna. I think you'll find out pretty soon, camping wise, that it's yes. awesome to have seven gallons of water with you because then yes. you don't have to go. You can just like wash it. You know, like you don't have to think about it. You can just wash dishes, wash your hands, do all the things. Yep. And not have to worry about if you're gonna run out of water. Yep. Or bring it to kickball. 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 What do you think people want to have? Be hydrated. Yes. It's going to be full of water. <laughs> Just people are constantly like, make sure. I think I'm in hydrated. our old age, we understand like the importance of hydration. I mean, do we? Oh, geez. I feel like mostly I'm just usually trying to get people to like, I don't know, drink water. Yeah, drink <laughs> like, water. Like, what is that? What's in your water bottle? Water. Water. <laughs> Air quote water. Water. <laughs> Kickball um, starting. So you touched on it earlier, but Allie um, left. I know it's the worst. So Lex has this really, we've talked about them before, her neighbors. And I think we even talked about them leaving already. Yeah. <laughs> this is like really kind of tragic. It is. Um. But we got to inherit, you got to, as I we, but Lex inherited Mm -hmm. some. um, So Allie, my neighbor, uh, her dad passed away in December. So she's had the uh, horrible and, you know, emotional experience of cleaning out her dad's house. However, we've also unearthed several amazing prepping items that Frank had. So I am now the proud owner of several disposable urinal bags. Yep. Which uh, we just... Brief Relief which is the name. <laughs> brief Relief. The portable pit stop. You know, which is good for like, I guess, truckers. I, I imagine what this is... Would you say? Truckers? Yeah. I was going to say truckers. Were I would you? imagine... I mean, but also like what we are talking about in the last one where yep. the trainers are uh, Tay... Yep. Was talking about uh, the gel liquid that you pee on and it turns your pee to liquid. So you're not dealing with a lot of liquid that could spill all over. Turn your pee into a solid. (laughs) Turn your pee into a gel. (laughs) Not turn your pee into what it already was. (laughs) Hey, there are a lot of things you can apply to pee to also make it just still be pee. Uh, Lily peed all over the floor tonight. Ooh, yeah. exciting. I took off her diaper and she's like, I don't want to put on another one. I'm like, all right, I'm going to let you do this. She stood up and peed all over the floor. I'm like, damn it, where's your brief relief? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I have a gel on you all the time? Where's your brief relief? <laughs> yeah, that was frustrating. Uh, I didn't get mad, though. <laughs> I wasn't mad about it. You're like, that's what happened. I just cleaned it up with her pants. I may or may not still be on my foot. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hashtag mom life. <laughs> so gross. Um, it's not gross. I mean, the fact it's that you really have pee on gross. your foot is pretty gross. <laughs> oh, 
Are you going to pull the old, oh, it's like antiseptic. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, put it on. My, I was like, no, I don't need to wash my face. <laughs> she did not pee on my face. That's gross. It didn't happen. It's on my foot. Possibly. I'm not sure. <laughs> but maybe not. It could. Maybe there's not. Possibility. Probably. Maybe not. Probably. Um, but then there's also other <laughs> back to brief relief. <laughs> so same company, still brief relief, but it's called a Disposa John. And it's uh it's shaped to go into a five gallon bucket. Nice. With the um, with a seat. seat. It could be used with a wastebasket, empty toilet, or other support object. Yeah. So these so, are cool. So now you have these. Yeah. Includes toilet paper and an antibacterial wipe. That's nice. pretty nice. Very nice. I do agree that you should have one of these in your car. Yeah. I mean, I know you're like, you could pee anywhere, but like, what if there's like a snow disaster and yeah. like you're stuck in a snow? You don't want to get need, out of your car. You need to like, ew. Yeah. It's gross, but. You know. Oh my God. Can you imagine so being trapped living. in a snow situation with your partner and you have to poop in the car? Yeah. With them? I never close the door anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> I never have. Uh, <laughs> like, but that's different than being like two feet away from them, like in the back seat pooping while they're still just like sitting up front. I'm fine with it. <laughs> that's amazing. That's some that's some love right there. We've been married for ten years this year. I'm pretty like, married ten years together for like uh, since 2003, 15. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are ready Pooping's to poop. Would you ever hold hands while pooping? No. Because <laughs> you could do I that mean, in this scenario. If it was like, this is my last breath, I'm also pooping. <laughs> hold my hand. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just saying all the romance would be gone. I think leave would be like, I'm leaving oh, you. Oh, you are so newlywed. Pooping with me. You are so newlywed. Okay. We've been together for eight years, though. Nine years. <laughs> Nine years. Oh, little babies. <laughs> little babies. <laughs> You're bullet. Um, So thank you, Allie, for um, giving these to Lex so that I can hear more stories about her pooping with Mike at some point. Oh, my gosh. Please, no. Um, I'm going <laughs> All right, to... Frank, we love you. Thanks for being such a great prepper. Yeah, that's... I do... Yeah, it's sad. And I'm really sad that they're leaving or that they've gone. Yep. But the upside, she's bringing prep yourself to Hawaii. Hey, Hawaii. Hey, Hawaii. How's it going? Aloha. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'll probably be invited there yeah. to... We should do on location... In Hawaii. Prep yourself. Prep yourself. Like, for sure, I'm in. Okay. Okay, so this week, I wanted us, for our media this week, to watch a show which Lex drawed the line at paying any more $3, which is what it costs <laughs> on Amazon to rent, to see Anne Hesh movies. <laughs> She's like, I will not do it. Because I immediately was like, what movie are we watching? You're right. I found an insurance movie that has Anne Hesh in it. And she's like, no. Yeah, because it's not about prepping. It happens to have an insurance agent <laughs> character, also Anne Hesh. The description of it was like, um, imagine the hangover, but in Iowa at an insurance conference. Um, 
I've almost done that. <laughs> like, essentially, this is you going to Dallas. You should just take all your selfies from Dallas. For the record, like, I had no hangover at that conference, which I was so Is that where you were? About. Were you in Dallas? Yes. Okay. I thought, for a second, I thought I made that up. Yes. But yeah. I was in Dallas and then Florida. Yeah. Amelia Island. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty awesome not to have hangovers at that conference. Yeah. Because you were not drinking? Or because you uh, just were hydrating so no, well. No, I had beers, but yes, I am like, I feel like in this new job, I've seen new in the last two years, my last job, I was like, let's go and hang out and party and go to bars. And it was this group of people I knew really well. And now I'm like, I'm tired. Also, when I go away. The first year of your job, you were pregnant. Yes. <laughs> the true. second year of your job, you I was carrying sleep like deprived. Baby. <laughs> now this now I'm in my third year, starting next month, and you know, I'm older and wiser <laughs> and super tired. <laughs> uh, so tired. Don't think that's the reason. <laughs> I think it might be your 72 hobbies plus going to school full-time yes. plus having a full-time job plus yes. being a full-time mom. Yes. That's three full-time things yes. plus partying. Hangovers are real painful now. Yeah. But I slept a lot. I did go out. I went to a honky-tonk bar with some folks for open mic. It was good. It was nice. fun. Texas. We had some great barbecue. Not as good um, as Alabama. Anyway, yeah, we anyway. did not watch Cedar Rapids <laughs> about the conference. I did not have a hangover. <laughs> uh, she did not have a hangover. Um, but what we did do is obsessively read about The Rock for no reason and not connected to insurance. Yeah, just because. Just because. <laughs> we watched them on HQ. If you don't know about HQ, um, they're not paying us. Again, this is a plug for something that for I mean, no reason we want to talk about. But They probably should. They should give us money for sure. It's a quiz show that, that comes on twice a day where if you answer 12 questions, you get money. 15 in this case. So The Rock is promoting his movie Rampage, right. also not paying us. <laughs> I don't even really know what it's about. It's a it's video about, game. He's best friends with a gorilla. He's like an ex-military officer that becomes like a zoologist. Okay. <laughs> he, he becomes best friends with a gorilla. He learned sign language for this movie. Oh, so you get to talk sign language with the I gorilla, love it. and then the gorilla gets sprayed in the like a an evil corporation mm. turns these like animals into giant mutants, mm. and one of them is that gorilla. Oh, and he has he has to like go be like you're a good guy, and the gorilla's like yeah, and so then they fight the rest of the mutant animals. Yeah, you know, just your like normal everyday kind of like regular Joe story. So he's like the rock version of Jane Goodall. Yes, he is the rock version of Jane Goodall. <laughs> Perfect. For sure. Um, but yeah, he, he was on the cover of Rolling Stone and did this like really cool shoe. And um, because Lex put this on us for us to talk about, I started like, I went way too far into the rock hole. <laughs> like <laughs> looking at his girlfriend. Did you go spelunky? I spelunked into Dwayne Johnson's life. <laughs> During June scene. Oh, for the record, he mispronounced his name on HQ Live. His own name? Yes, he mispronounced it. He said, oh, Dune, June, 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 I can't remember what it was, and we can never go back and see it because it's HQ Live, but he, like, mispronounced his name on purpose. It was, like, part of a bit, and I was like, (gasps) he listens to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
He does, probably. He's heard about how much we talk about him, and he's like, that's weird that these two ladies are, like, in their basement recording themselves just so that they can talk about me. Yeah, Dwarren Jensen. Dwarren Jensen. Dwarren Jensen. And then he mouthed, I love you, Danny and Lex. That's what he did. Yeah. For sure. In my mind. That's another dream. The funniest part of it was when you were like, oh, I want to talk about this, him being on, you know, him being all over the place. I don't know what the fan rubbing tanning lotion means on our nose. Somehow on my Facebook feed, again, Facebook just knowing the things that I love, there was this video of a super fan that maybe won a contest to put lotion on Dwayne Johnson and like rub it in on the beach. And he's like, okay, yeah, rub it in. But it's this like sort of portly white guy with like a lot of facial hair and he's like oh this is amazing and like not in like a gay homosexual way but just like he was really like i can't believe that i'm doing this with dwayne johnson i was like i think i can't believe i'm not doing this with james so part of my like just going down that hole is it's probably could have just been some dude because Apparently, he's like the Dwayne Johnson's like the nicest person. Oh, I 100% like, believe he that. He will talk to anyone. He doesn't make like, no matter how busy he is, he, you know, he try he does, he's not rude to anyone. Like, what are we going to do if we sh- ever meet him? I, I will hold his hand while I'm pooping. <laughs> That's you might close. want one of these uh, Dispose of Johns. Dispose of Johnsons? <laughs> But I had the funny part was last week I went down a different like kind of like vortex of reading stuff because incidentally Leaf and I are watching all of the Fast and Furious movies together. You know, just as a a bonding thing to just really newlyweds bond over it. Um but I found out that Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson um don't like each other. They have a feud. They have a feud, and they it's none like of us. their in the fate of the furious. <laughs> none of their scenes were shot together. Oh, yep. Oh, oh. That's like us. You guys don't know it, but we're not actually in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> we refuse to be in the same Lex. room together after all of our fame. Like <laughs> since torn us apart, a pre-recorded thing, and I just have to like. <laughs> Stick things. I just have to like say stuff. Like I just like it's really hard timing, and like sometimes I try to like slow it down, but I try to make it easy for her, but she just can't keep up. <laughs> and if I'm not going to show up when I'm supposed to be here, then pre-recorded Lex is what I get. Whatever. Obviously. Okay. Do you want to talk about insurance? Uh, sure. Let's and Danny insurance. <laughs> um. So, do you have it? Uh, I do have homeowner's insurance, for sure. I also have it. I mean, I I do want to say, when we're talking about insurance today, we're talking about home insurance, not really medical insurance as much. That's right. Medical insurance is a lot, like, most likely is going to cover you for whatever accident, you know. I don't know. Do they have exclusions for We're talking about insurance that is beyond your... Typical homeowner, auto, life, health insurance. Like, those policies help you protect yourself against things that could happen, like, on a basic everyday and to you personally, things that would affect you 
not everybody else at the same time. Right. So catastrophe insurance is what is interesting to us because disaster, obvi. Because that's what this um, podcast so, is about. Not yeah. About could, health. Yeah. If it was about health, everyone would be calling in about how we're alcoholics and Ugh, being like, Thanks, hey. Obama. <laughs> I do want to start this off, though, with just saying I had never read my home insurance until this week. I did not know that earthquakes were excluded out of my insurance. Yeah. I mean, I knew people kept saying that it might be, but I was like, but not me. Yeah. I mean, I'd never looked at it, so I don't know why I would assume it's in there. But it specifically excludes sewer backups, mm-hmm. um, earth moving, yep, hyphenized earthquakes, and flooding. Yes. Are all excluded from a homeowner's insurance. And I'll insurance. tell you why. Pause. Free fill. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I need more wine for this. Okay. Why would those be excluded? Because insurance companies are companies. What? Yeah. They want to make money? Think about insurance. When somebody suffers a loss individually, (laughs) they can pay that out. And individually, uh, costs can be sort of predicted or individual risks can be assessed. So... Danny, you are an individual. You own a car. Your car is this Honda? Hyundai? Hyundai, yeah. Um, You know, it's worth this much. Um, This is the type of driver you are based on the number of accidents you've had in the past. Or some insurance companies have programs where you put a device in your car. Which I did. Yeah, so they can track, like, what is your typical driving pattern, and so they can assist they can assess that risk and say, Danny falls into this category of moderate risk. So therefore we will charge her this premium to pay for your insurance plus this deductible uh, that you would have to pay out in the, in, in the occurrence of an accident. So that is like very calculated and people that are, um, what's the word, um, uh, actuaries, like take into account all of the hundreds of thousands of people that a company insures and say, okay, this is our risk. And based on this premium that people pay, this is the risk that we have to pay out. And so that is all very calculated. Um, When it comes to a catastrophe, that's like, you know, several thousand, tens of thousands of people that get hit with a, you know, same um, loss all at once. So, Something like a hurricane will, you know, hit a bunch of people all at once. So what, how do you get that paid out? And so do you, it doesn't, so typically flood, earthquake, tornado, um, nuclear attack are not covered in basic homeowner or auto insurance policies because they're going to hit everybody all at once. They are low probability, but high cost for an insurance company to insure you, but also for the individual. So you get, you know, a flood all in one area, everybody's hit all at once. That's a lot of money to pay out all at once. And it averages, I think, you know, on this, one of the things I read, the average falls like in the $18 billion, that's for averaging out disaster um, costs. 
um, to private citizens. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's it's not even when they businesses. talk about eighteen billion. That's private citizens, which could include small businesses and stuff, but it doesn't include infrastructure. It doesn't include government anything. That's only to private citizens that um, that in, that cost ends up going to, and that's just an average. I mean, there are things that cost hundreds, hundred billion dollars. Dollars after just an in one incident. So. Yeah. One statistic I saw was between 2002 and 2011. So this is, you know, not even counting the last seven years that have experienced like the most multiple catastrophes, yeah. hurricanes, earthquakes, fires. Um, those average between 7.2 and $70.6 billion each. Holy moly. So we're talking about high cost events. So that's why they're not covered on basic homeowner or auto policies, because like a company just can't take that on. If they had to pay out everybody, it would be like, there's no money. There literally is, they do not have the ability to pay that. So what do you do? You buy additional policies to protect yourself. So catastrophes are unusually severe natural or man-made disasters in excess of $25 million. $25 million. So that's like basically every event that's happened. So do you think um, like the wildfires in, is it considered man-made even if it's like, you know, an accidental start to those crazy wildfires that like happen in California? Is it still considered like I, I consider man-made disasters more like bombings, right? And um, you know, a, a dam breaking, yeah, and causing flooding because a dam broke. Like yeah. that's a man-made. I think this is a good point to talk about me not being an insurance agent, <laughs> you not being an insurance agent, we don't know. us knowing nothing about like insurance other than what we've googled. Yes, I work for an insurance company, but that in no way makes me an expert on <laughs> Her job telling you is what very you far should. away from selling insurance yeah. in the company. <laughs> Do not like base this on like what we're talking about because this is an extremely complicated issue and you really need to talk to your agent. Yeah. Like I under don't know. every circumstance. Like I know. this this podcast should just inspire you to go and talk to the person who actually like knows what they're talking Here's about. Here's the problem though, Lex. Everything else we talk about, we sound just such expert on. Yeah. You know, like when we're talking about <laughs> the dispose of John and a trucker's yeah. pet, like we know what we're saying. Yeah. You know, so I could see where they'd be confused. Yeah. Exactly. About this being fact. Just want to like really put that out there so I don't like personally get sued. Um, <laughs> I've been advised to maybe go buy a homeowner's an umbrella po- or an umbrella policy to uh, cover our business here uh, and <laughs> everything. That that we I- don't our air quote business. All <laughs> <laughs> um, jokes aside, uh, go talk to a professional about all of this. Um, natural man-made disasters. Um, yeah. So, is it a man-made or not? Yeah. yeah. Um, if you intentionally set fire to your house, uh, not going to be oh, yeah. covered. But that's also not a cat- cat- catastrophe. Yeah, if you intentionally yeah. flood your neighborhood or something, not going to be covered. But yeah. something like arson that starts a a huge wildfire, like yeah. no, that is what you want to insure against. Yeah. And but you have to pay attention to whether it says it. So one of the things that I was like a just like a really valid learning lesson for me. I just hadn't ever thought about it before. 
But for catastrophe insurance, it is a standard for there to be a 30-day waiting period. And that is because they don't want people to see a hurricane coming and then everybody gets insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when a hurricane is coming in and they cancel it, once they don't need it anymore, like the whole idea is you're carrying it because you know that you should be and that it's in your area. So there is a 30-day. So you can't just call. Like if you called tomorrow and got insurance and then there was an earthquake the next day, like that would be... Yeah, and I think that Terrible. varies from company to company. For but for the national insurance uh, flood program, yeah, is that is that what it's called? Yeah, national flood insurance program that requires a thirty day um, waiting period. Yep, and that's interesting. So I did talk to someone that I work with about it. Yeah, did you want to say something? No, I was. I wanted to talk about yeah, the so national, but we could talk about it. There are some different um, stipulations around that. Um, so. This person told me about um, someone that he had insured on a coastline, and behind them there was um, a water feature, like a waterfall, um, some sort of creek or a river that flowed behind the house, and then on the front of the house there was uh, the beach coastal line. Each house on either side of them had raised their house up on stilts two feet. This person had not. Which is very common in the east, on the east coastline. Mm-hmm. But this person had not done that. So when this flood hit, when there was torrential rains and overflowed the um, uh, uh, waterway and had gone over the retention pond that they had, ha- that they had to protect against this, the water flowed through this one person's house and had stairs down to the water. And so they had this picture or video of the water coming through their house and down the stairs. And it was like rapids down the stairs, like the water was just flowing through it. And obviously this was because of this event, this rain event that was causing flooding. However, because both houses on either side had raised their houses up and were not affected by the flood, this person could not claim the flood because it did not have two contiguous properties affected by the flood as well. So therefore, it was like... Oh, wow. I don't know what it was like. I don't know if it was negligence on their part or... It does seem... You know, something that... Not to victim blame, but it does seem negligent that if everyone around you has their house on stilts, for you to not have your house on stilts. I think that that then comes to the question of what is it worth to insure your house? Like, yeah. does your house represent 50% of all of the assets yep. that you own? Or does it represent 10% of all the assets that you own? And so, therefore, does the insurance that you purchase and the premium that you pay on that plus the deductible that you would pay on that policy? So, if your policy is like, but you, you know, don't own that much equity in your house, is it worth it to purchase that insurance in the long run based on what it would cost to replace or rebuild? Or, you know, what is your personal risk in that? Would this flood then, you know, make you replace all of the possessions on that floor, which you could buy a, a policy to protect possessions as opposed to property? You ideally would want both if you're in a floodplain or flood prone area, um, you know, or do you just sort of say, you know, this could happen and I hope it doesn't. Um, and this is like one of the, one of the articles that we read talked about the, 
when you're deciding on risk. Like if you live in a 200 year floodplain area, it's like, uh, you know, if these floods only happen to every 200 years, hundred years or, well, this one talked about a 200 year flood. Okay. I'll, I'll click oh. it right now. Oh girl. Right here. Let's go. Oh, we'll wait. Um, what do you bet? Um, five dollars. Oh, um, for no example, some areas in the U.S. are considered to be hundred-year flood <gasps> zones, or maybe at risk for only every two hundred years. Oh, we're both which is right. what I'm talking about in Central California, for instance, who experienced a catastrophic flood in 1861 and are waiting for it to happen again. We're both right. <laughs> Let's just go have a beer instead. <laughs> yeah, so I think like the issue comes in like what is your personal risk? There is no yeah. like across the board. If you live in Seattle, buy earthquake insurance. It's like, um, you know, for me personally, I'm like more seriously considering we probably need this because we own a lot of equity in our house and we have a lot of possessions that could be damaged in an earthquake. So another piece of advice that I got from this person was you need to videotape your possessions. So a lot of insurance companies require like receipts from everything that you've purchased. So your big screen TV, your computers, your, you know, sleep number mattress, whatever. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Do you have a sleep number mattress? No, I don't. <laughs> I wish. No. I mean, but if you get one, I want to try it out. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. If I get one, it's only for you and me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's get it. For, for recording this, yeah. we're like, the office was nice and all, but what we need is a sleep number bed. Yeah, but now I'm at 65 and you're at. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just have our mics drop over the top of us. So <gasps> oh, we like lay gee. down on our sleep number. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back you know, to insurance. But whatever the possessions are that you have, <laughs> you know, and some are insurable and some are, you know, irreplaceable, but you want to... I mean, catastrophic or not, like there are things that your homeowner's policy covers like fire, but it might not cover the possessions that you have. So you need to, again, talk to your insurance agent and say like, does my homeowner's policy cover all of my possessions? Um, By the way, I have $20,000 in podcast recording equipment. That's a lie. I don't have it. Don't rob me. I don't have that. <laughs> Theoretically, I'm like $20,000. Are you including like how good 200. you look in your snow leopard PJs? <laughs> these snow leopard PJs are worth $5,000. Um, these patches I got you are priceless. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, then the priceless stuff, like things that you're, you know, going to have to part with in that situation. But the point is, like, Talk to your insurance agent. What do you actually have to do to take inventory of the possessions that you have? So if your house burned down, your house would be covered to rebuild. But is that also covering the possessions that you have in your house, which could be, you know, depending on who you are, again, do you want to cover the possessions? Like if you don't have a lot of expensive things, then maybe that's not worth it to you. But if you do have expensive electronics or artwork or, you know, jewelry, whatever, like you're going to want to talk to your agent about purchasing an additional policy to cover that. Yeah. And how you claim it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the National Flood Insurance Program. 
I don't know too much about it, but it's available to people that live in flood-prone areas and those that don't, but also uh, different companies offer additional flood insurance. Um, be, you know, and if, like here, I think it's really cheap, like $150 or $1,500 a year. That's pretty cheap or $150 a year. I mean, for depending what? on for, for flood? flood insurance. Oh, wow. Because we don't really live in a flood-prone area, but obviously someplace like Texas, they're going to be like, oh, you guys get flooded if there's going to be a hurricane here, which definitely could happen again. Um, But it might be worth it because in an earthquake, you might have a house that gets flooded because of uh, the earthquake happening. Yeah. But then will it be covered because it's because of earth moving? You're like, we don't know. Yeah. Um, So I just had a coworker that had flood in her house, but because... The electrical failed on her sump pump during major downpour that we had last week. So she's sort of waiting to see it should be covered. Her agent's saying, yes, it should be covered because it's an electrical failure. But if it was a mechanical failure, it probably would not be covered. So you like That's really so need to talk about it with your agent and understand like what is covered and what is not covered. Why do we have this flood insurance program and not wildfire and um, earthquake, which I think are also and wind. So another one that is talked about a lot in these uh, uh, catastrophe things for the U.S., like kind of the four major groups are wind storms, which include tornadoes and hurricanes, flooding. Um, which can be tornado, hurricanes, where, like there's so many things that go into flooding, um, earthquake, and then uh, what was the other one that I'm missing? Uh, man-made, like nuclear terrorist? Maybe, yeah. They did talk about those. So, But I don't understand for those, like why not have, if they have a national program for flooding, why not, yeah, why not for the other ones? Here's my wild guess. To help people feel com- more comfortable about living in flood plain areas. Yep. So how would you develop those areas of the U.S. if no one was going to live there? If they were like, hey, it floods here every year or it floods here every five years. No company, like no insurance company is going to cover me because it's pretty typical to flood here. So there's a national flood in, uh, insurance But why program. have people live there at all? Why encourage them to live there? I don't know. Why not be like, hey, find somewhere else to live? I mean, I'd have to make an answer up right now. I mean, that's what I'm asking your opinion. This oh. is about opinions. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, so since we put that forget, disclaimer. We're, no, we're not, unprofessional opinion haters. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's weird. I mean, but I think like, so terrorist insurance is available now. Like, was that available 25 years ago? Yeah, but I'm talking about why is why is there national flood insurance from the government? Like, why doesn't the government have other insurance programs? I, I mean, know. they say that specifically they they do this flood insurance program because it's the the risk is too high for commercial carriers. But I mean, it seems like it would be the same for California wildfires, or you know, for living in an earthquake like anywhere along the West Coast. And I wonder if that's going to change. Yeah. That's that's probably a question I should ask, ask somebody. Peeps. Go in, go in and be like, I got questions. Yeah. But I, I feel like it, it might change. I mean, but even if you don't have the government flood protection insurance, you still have FEMA. 
Right. So you have to file a claim if, um, you know, the company isn't going to cover it, then you can apply to FEMA for assistance to rebuild or, you know, live in a, a tra- like FEMA trailer or hotel or something. Um, but I don't know. That's a really good question and something that I didn't really like think like, about asking. Yeah. There's a, um, there was a, I tried to listen to a podcast uh, that was about um, why insurance is the answer. Like the, I forget what the title of it was, and I'll post it so that people can find it. I couldn't really listen to it on my phone because it, it was it was more like an audio attachment to an article mm-hmm. um, than something that you could stream. But their whole idea, and it was it was experts who were from like different countries and stuff. The whole thing that they were saying is that most disasters currently are paid for by asking for mo- relief money after the event. And what that creates is a scenario where you have no budget to plan how you are going to recover from that event. Because you don't know if people are going to donate $1 million or $10 billion. And so no one is creating any kind of budgets around how to in, like initiate helping people. They're just like, like, and that's part of the reason like it took days to start um helping with New Orleans because there was no there was no plan as far as the money side went which insurance provides you know like if they had if there was a thing where you essentially were donating into insurance funds for catastrophes like rather than like waiting for a catastrophe happening and then donating money then that money is working on creating plans just like what FEMA does, but is also being invested in a way so that it, it grows interest and stuff. So mm-hmm. the money is like doing something instead of just sitting there. Mm-hmm. I could not listen to it though because it kept cutting out. <laughs> that was as far as I got into it. But I thought it was really interesting in this way that, you know, we're talking about, you know, like there's the option of having your own insurance or waiting for the government to rescue you. Yeah. And waiting for the government. If you guys have not learned the one thing out of this program. Save yourself. No one is coming to help you. No one's going to save you. Save yourself. You got to save yourself. And so just to recap, the types of coverage that typically are not covered on a homeowner or auto are hurricane and tropical storms, earthquakes, avi tsunamis, terrorism, but some policies do cover that. So again, check your policy and volcano eruptions. However, fire could be covered. So if you had a volcano eruption, but it caused a fire somehow, um, that might be covered. Things that are definitely not covered that you would need to purchase a separate policy or like rider policy on your homeowner insurance would be tornadoes, hailstorms, sorry, things that are covered are tornadoes, hailstorms, fires, floods. The other ones, hurricanes, earthquakes, tsunamis, terrorism, volcano are not covered and you would need to purchase a separate policy. But brush fires is changing its kind of identity now that it's become a much more prevalent issue. Mm -hmm. I think kind of might be changing where it falls into that just like blanket fires is different than like a brush fire or forest fire. Yeah. 
But you're definitely, like, if you live in Florida, get your hurricane policy. If you live in Seattle, get your earthquake policy. If, like we talked about before, it you need to cover your assets. Yeah. Ass. Ads. Asses. Asses. And asses. Assets. And assets. Yeah. But you, I mean, you want to talk about with your agent, like not us, because you're not talking to us. Call your agent and be like, is my assets covered for an earthquake? Because I heard I want full coverage. Oh, yeah. Leopard PJs. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, so talk with your agent. What's covered? What's not? Um, you know, do you live in a disaster-prone area? Uh, you know, do tornadoes happen in your area? Do you live in a coastal area? Do you live in a floodplain? Do you live near a forest or, like, brush area? Um, do you live on a fault line? I'm raising my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and again, if you live in Seattle, you can look this, you can look up the hazards for your specific uh, neighborhood Mm -hmm. on the hazard map. And does your community participate in that national flood insurance program? Yep. Um, But okay. So even if you don't purchase that like extra insurance, And why you might want to consider it is that even if your house burns, so say your house is worth $100,000, but you have a $10,000 deductible and your house burns down, total loss, and you don't have anything to cover all of the stuff in your house, or say that there's a flood and it destroys everything. I guess that's a better example, or an earthquake in our case. Mm -hmm. Um, All of your neighbors are also experiencing this. Right. So it's not just, you know, it costs, you know, $100,000 to rebuild my house because it might actually in that situation cost $200,000 to rebuild your house. Because they have to completely redo the ground underneath your house, like, or something crazy. Right. There are, um, there are toxic issues, like pollution issues to deal with. Yeah. So but the also excavation the and cost the building. Of, the cost of building supplies. Right. Skyrockets. The cost of labor skyrockets. So like in Santa Rosa, where they have all these uh, losses for the fire, you know, so many people lost their house. Who's priority? Who gets built back first? Right. Like, how do you decide that? Who can pay the most money? Avi. Do they have a sweet pop-up camper? Because they should go last because they could just live in their sweet pop-up. It got burned down. Oh, no. Yeah, Sorry. They get nothing. But, you know, there are all these people sitting there going, I need my house rebuilt. I need my house rebuilt. I need my house rebuilt. Like, and all the builders are going, well, uh, we can't do all that. So they're trucking in like thousands of people to help with labor. Who also need somewhere to live. (laughs) Yeah. Who need to live in hotels, who need to eat. Yeah. You know, so these costs are astronomical plus the building supplies. So those are at a premium. So even if your house is, you know, valued at X amount of dollars and your insurance will pay for that in a total loss, well, during that time, it's actually twice that or even 30% more your insurance company, you know. Did you just get a fax? 
What? Did you just get a fax? (laughs) (laughs) Your insurance company like may or may not cover that again, depending on your policy. So talk to your insurance company about that. Like say, Hey, if this happens, what do I need to expect? Yeah. That's really scary to me. How well do you know your insurance agent? What? How well do you know your insurance agent? Like, do Uh, you know who they are personally? Her name's Jennifer. Oh, nice. I've never, I've spoken to her twice. I feel like I used to, but you know who, you at least know her name and you've yeah. spoken with her personally. I feel but like we're going to have a conversation <laughs> after this podcast for sure. <laughs> You're like on the mm-hmm. phone. Um, so my health insurance through work, um, I love the person who deals with it, like shows up, she does classes. Like I've seen her, like I would know her face, right? My art house insurance or homeowners insurance we like dealt with like while we were purchasing the house and then we just have them i don't know that we've ever even smoke smoking spoken i'm like what did you do <laughs> we've never smoked that person <laughs> we've never <laughs> spoken to our insurance i don't think so in person at all i think we've like emailed or like sent letters back and forth but did you want to take a day off of work to like meet them at that time and do that? Like there are things that they do to make it more efficient for you and for them. For sure. But I think that that's like the value of going to talk to someone, like having an agent in your neighborhood or your city area or whatever that you can go and say, Hey, Jennifer. I have this podcast. I did some Googling. <laughs> Let's now talk. I have a lot of questions. I Let's have a talk. lot of questions. And she'll roll her eyes. and Or she'll be like, I'm happy to talk to you. Yeah. No, that is Our health insurance lady, she is the nicest lady in the world. She is unfazed by however million different ways we act, ask the exact same question. Just every <laughs> time. She's like so polite and nice about it. She's like, absolutely. Let me just She's show like, you, you right here. You might remember here. my answer from before, but <laughs> If you don't, <laughs> I saw you're on your cell phone, so I'll just go ahead and answer again. Oh <laughs> now gosh. the rest of you can get on your cell phone. I have so much respect for agents because oh there's so much to know. <laughs> like we're talking about it like, oh, this is all you need to do about it. No, it's go talk to someone who actually knows. And like you were saying, like the person who was dealing with the like, they're like, oh, you should be covered. But then because you're. The two houses on either side weren't. Yeah. Like it's, that's crazy. Yeah. But also it's a company. Yeah. We live in a capitalist society. No one's like handing out money for funsies. Yeah. And that is like something that I think about all the time. I'm like, I'm working for the type of company that everybody hates. But at the same time, like we were able to help so many people like pay out 100% rebuild costs of every house that we insured in the Santa Rosa fire. That's cool. Where a lot of companies were like, uh, we only pay 30% because that's the cost that we insured it for. And it's like not what the actual cost of replacement is. Like actual cost replacement is much higher than what typical homeowners or fire insurance, you know, homeowners insurance would cover. Right. It's very complicated. I'm super novice in it. Like, I work for this company, but I do not work on the, like, 
you know, product side or policy. So I know like very little about what we personally insure and don't insure and about all of this, but it definitely, you know, it's something I wouldn't even think about without like being employed here. So I'm happy that I learned about like even like what to ask about it. Yeah. Or talk about and, um, you know, like most things we talk about, I'm like, oh, I should do that now. <laughs> well, I mean, that's Next what this year. podcast is about, <laughs> is eventually maybe doing something maybe. about the things that we try to learn about. Maybe I'll do it. But hey, I feel like I'm one step closer just by the fact that I actually got out my insurance documents and looked at them. Yes. And there's like 10 different places where it says exclusions in bold and like all caps, like it's yelling at me. Mm-hmm. Exclusions. Yeah. Sewer incidents, earthquake, flooding. Yeah, we didn't talk about sewer, but any sewer backup situation is probably excluded. You got a whole lot of poop in your house. So, and it and it destroys, I mean, they're like possessions destroyed by sewer backups and I'm like, "Oh my gosh. What is being destroyed by the sewer situation?" Everything. Everything. Like you know, I, and that could be because um, there's so much that the sewer system is not something that you can control on a private level, like because mm-hmm. it's all interconnected. And as we have talked about before, the likelihood in any of these kind of emergency situations, um, whether it be earthquake, flood, uh, major fire incidents, the chances of uh, of there being sewer issues is very high. That's why you need to turn off your water immediately and all that stuff. Um, Because all of those pipes lay right next to each other and everyone's is interconnected. Mm -hmm. Every single person's is interconnected. Mm -hmm. So my big takeaway from all of this, I'm using air quotes, research. (laughs) We should call this episode air quotes. No air quotes. (laughs) Just like straight up research. (laughs) Straight up Googling. It's it's air quoted research. Like super Google. Um, Just take take a video of your stuff. Take a video of your stuff. Just walk around with your partner or your like have your friend videotape yourself and and say, hey, this is my TV. It's a Sony whatever. Hey, this is my computer and my monitor. Hey, it's a whatever. And just have that documentation. Save that on a flash drive. Send it to somebody that is not in your area or put it in your safety deposit box or whatever. Like, get it out of your house. Don't store that information in your house. Don't store it in your house. (laughs) Or just put it on the... If you record it on your phone... Do it on the cloud. Then it'll be on the cloud. Yeah. Just take a little Insta story. (laughs) Hey, girl. Don't do it on Snapchat. Just do a little Snapchat story. Don't do it on Snapchat. (laughs) Sorry, millennials. That's me. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were going to say millennials, millennials, which is a whole different, a whole different situation. This is my TV. <laughs> this is my forest in the house that I live in. Yeah. It is an evil dark this is forest Narnia. for Christmas. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. I feel good about that. Did you have other things you want to talk about with insurance? My brain hurts like crazy. Well, you were saying a lot of facts. I think that some of them are true. I think that you did a good job on facts. (laughs) I support you and your fact telling. 
We'll see about the lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I want to recap this of like, not an insurance agent, not giving you insurance advice, just like hey, maybe, maybe some tips that I am going to personally do that. If all 100 of our listeners decide to buy insurance policies on us because they're like betting the odds, I would understand. I mean, ask your insurance agent to text us or like leave a comment on our website <laughs> Facebook. Facebook. uh cool all right Ugh. do we know what we're gonna do next time i have no idea like my brain's fried we're just gonna free for all it and by free for all i mean next time i'm wearing pajamas Ideas? oh my gosh the earthquake bed man i feel like we should have talked about this earlier i know Ugh. We're going we're gonna to elaborate on, maybe that's what we'll do next time. Crazy things we found on the internet. Yeah, high-end earthquake proofing. Or just like disaster, disaster, like that bunker thing that you showed me. Oh my gosh, the bunker right. thing is amazing. High-end disaster survival situations. Yep. Uh, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Just picture me and my snow leopard jammies. And slowly but surely, keep surviving. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.